I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everyone. It's Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis. I'm joined by my co-host, Julio Gallarotti, and, of course, our guest from Tuesday, Tom Takar. We are very excited to welcome him on back, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy part two of our interview with Tom Dakar. So how long was your time in Ohio? A year. One yeah. year? Yeah. Okay. One year, and it sucked because I had, not that this is in, that interesting, but I, I had just gotten a, the comedy scene going there a little more. I started two shows. I had a hot bar show, and I was like, the night that it ended, uh, I went to that bar show and I had to host, I had to host this fucking show. And, uh, I just, I just started talking about it. Like it was kind of like, and you know, in comedy movies where there's always some fucking scene where a guy yeah. just like drops yeah. the act yeah. and he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I got to tell it how it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Today my wife died. And you're the, like, booker, the booker looks up from her notepad. Yeah. Now <laughs> this is it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's not all about being funny. Yeah. The yeah, booker would hilarious. be like, huh? Yeah. I wonder how fast I can get out of here. <laughs> I don't actually care and I'm an assistant to an agent. <laughs> did the set go well or did it was it just me and It was bad, <laughs> but it was nice because I had a buddy there who is the same guy who told me not to become a nurse. He's been this like weird like uh what's that ghost that Will Smith plays in the golf movie or whatever? Bagger Vance. Yeah, he's like my Bagger Vance. <laughs> I was like, I was like Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> I was just say Casper first, but Casper's white, so. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was my Bagger Vance. There's this guy who would like show up at weird times in my life and give me advice that changed my life. But I, at the time, I was doing jokes about college. Basically, I was, I had a, I had like Facebook jokes and stuff. And he, I just broke down and I was tell I was talking about, it. I was trying to be funny. Like I, I had a joke that became my best joke for a while. Um, that stemmed from that night, but it wasn't funny because I was too upset. Uh, and he, I got off stage and he was like, that's who you are now. He was like, do that. Don't do, uh, he was, your jokes are fine, but like do that's way funnier and more interesting yeah. to see you do that. And it, it changed how I did comedy for like the next four years or so or forever really yeah, because yeah. then i started talking about my dad and stuff right yeah wow. but um yeah it was pretty brutal and yeah just like moving back to indiana to be in comedy again and i had to go back to the job that everybody knew me at and we worked together at that job so everybody was like so what happened yeah oh god yeah yeah You're and like, then like come see me on wednesday i'll tell yeah, you yeah 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 <laughs> it's so funny that you said that wednesday was the comedy i like, oh my god <laughs> yeah, I like, that's no. so accurate perfect uh but one, I was, one in seven chance <laughs> uh but i uh yeah I, I had to move like i moved back in my car so i had a bunch of shit back in ohio you lived and, in your car or you moved back i moved back okay. in my car so i packed i only could pack half my shit and when I went back, this is how I found out she was cheating because I had a hunch, but I went back and I had bought her this nice camera um, and I was considering stealing it. <laughs> uh, just full disclosure. It wasn't a cool move, but I was just mad because she was like, I want to see you. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be in the apartment from four to four thirty. And she goes, 
well, I wanted to go to the gym then. And I was like, oh, this God. is over. Oh, I was God. like, I'll never see you again. Yeah. And uh, so then I was like, I might steal this camera. And then I was looking through the pictures and there was a picture of her, like the, those two, like holding each other in a way. Like it was like a coupley way. And I was like, I fucking knew it. And then a month later they were in a relationship on Facebook. And I was like, that's not even necessary. Yeah. You don't even have to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeez, was, dude, wow. Brutal. Whatever. They definitely don't have sex anymore. Yeah, or it's really hot. <laughs> Dude, and also, to me, there's really nothing sadder than a very overweight, unhealthy doctor. But he's not super overweight. <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people yeah, might look at him and go, disgusting, he's and he should get but rid of his a medical pig license. And, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> Fuck that guy, dude. No, yeah. but, uh, but it, like... Halt, like it changed the like course of me doing comedy because then I moved to Indiana for four more years or three more years before I went to Chicago. Right. Uh, instead of I could be one of these little young hot darlings, you know, that do are like twenty four and right. you know. Yeah, but I damn. think you know y- you were cultivating life experience, and and the, the real blessing was that you started so early that you could afford to take those. Uh, true to those hits yeah yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah. it's true but you know i have giant bags under my eyes from all the stresses. <laughs> dude just poor guy man just moving to the wrong place at the wrong yeah, time yeah, yeah. throughout his life yeah. yeah i was like you know what's gonna really help my comedy career athens ohio yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, i feel whatever, like there are yeah I mean, my I had a somewhat similar situation. Really? Yeah, I I remember this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, my, uh, I had a girlfriend of seven years from the end of my freshman year all the way through twenty four. Uh huh. Where we were living together, uh, I was certain we would get married. Yeah. Um, and she came from a, a medical family. Her father's a very successful knee surgeon. And her intent was always to go to medical school. Yeah. And I was still figuring it out. You know, uh-huh. my life was so much more kind of nebulous. And we were living together in New York City, two different apartments. And then she got into medical school and we sort of ignored the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she went down to, to North Carolina. Oh, shit. And I would go down every six weeks and she would come up and we would kind of yeah. try that for about a year, year and a half. And uh, Delay is the inevitable. It was yeah. so fucking hard, dude. Like, I remember I, looking back, I mean, I was the total child uh-huh. because I would get mad at her if she wasn't, you know, responding enough or giving me yeah, enough attention, yeah. whatever it was. And then I would like block her phone number oh, for shit. like a month yeah. at a time. Uh-huh. And then out of, I would always just assume given that, that we were so pot committed to the yeah. relationship, we'd spent so much time that I figured we would always work it out. Yeah. And we, we were destined to see each other at our five year reunion at Harvard. And I hadn't been back in years. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, Fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize 
So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. So you guys were still in a relationship at this point, or was it? No, like- I mean, I think we both knew that the other person. We were probably both like going on dates and stuff. I oh, had seen yeah. lots of girls in the interim, but yeah, yeah. never. I, I would get like a month and a half into seeing a girl, and then I'd be like, "Hey, listen." I have to be honest with you. I'm going down to see my ex-girlfriend in North Carolina yeah. next weekend. I'm sorry. And they'd be yeah. like, well, this is untenable. <laughs> so Yeah, that- but that's probably for the best. Because after a, I went through a phase in my life where I was like, after that relationship, you shouldn't jump right into a long thing anyway. No. It's silly. Yeah. Like, And I was engaged to the first person I slept with. So I was like. That's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I was like, I need to be a person in the world. Dude, I can't. I was like a this. slut yeah. for three years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Montauk, I Francis. was making up Five for a years? lost yeah. time, dude. <laughs> One every two months. It was <laughs> <laughs> lining them up, baby. <laughs> Greasing the wheels. No, no, it was a lot. As you know, that people hate. I made a lot of enemies, burned a lot of bridges. Burned. Wait, how? You mean like women who were you, angry that you were You know, y- y- when you're new to the single game for the first time in whatever, six years, yeah. and you've watched your friends in college, you know, just have all these one night stands. Yeah. You apply that thinking, except sure. now you're 24 or yeah, 25 anymore. and people aren't, aren't going to take kindly to that. You're yeah, not yeah, meeting yeah. at some fucking frat with a, a bu chick right right who is like ah this is fun it's like people are more serious about sure. themselves and if you just sort of treat them as if you know hey anybody that wants to have sex with me great i'm yeah, on board yeah. probably won't talk to you again right they get angry sure and you develop sure. a very bad reputation <laughs> i resent that bu burn by the way i i just threw it <laughs> out I just went. to burn you just to burn you <laughs> no Let's say northeastern you know, north dumb <laughs> sluts that these go to stupid BU. girls who didn't even get into their safety school so they went to bu and <laughs> <laughs> they only got in because their parents could afford the tuition this is why women were so mad though i think if it was like uh it was like a BU boy or an IU man. They'd be like, yeah, whatever. This guy's a dumbass anyway. But they, they, they fucked you and they're like, I got a Harvard guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm set for life. And then you just burned them down. Dude, I'm one. surprised I didn't get anyone <laughs> pregnant because I was splashing in them guts. You probably <laughs> did. Or you might have. Monroe taught him I that. was splashing yeah. in them guts. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you, were was, doing, you were going raw? I was raw. You were a sick I fuck. was sashimi and girls. <laughs> Oh, God. You didn't put the seaweed on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I bet a seaweed snack would be a good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to finish this story, uh, w- w- for some reason, I just always assumed, and we, we we were on a track to see each other at our five year reunion, and I remember a lot of people were staying in the dorms, mm-hmm. like that. There was like some cheap rate you could just stay in the dorms, but it was july so or june so super hot in boston and uh i then got an airbnb with air conditioning under the auspices that she would want a nice cool place to come back (laughs) and uh remember all of our sexual chemistry we knew each other's bodies cold (laughs) so uh i remember i saw her the first night of the reunion at, at a party and i'd already been drinking and i was really tense i was really 
nervous about seeing her. Um, but you figure for seven years, every time you've seen each other, you've like ended up in a bed. To, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You've lived together with this person. Right. And there was never a moment of like, we're done. Right. There was never a conversation of we're no longer together. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That it's, is truly bonkers. It's the craziest That's the part, part about where this. I was confused. Well, this is, it happened yeah. this night. Okay. So I went up and saw her. I, I, I'd already had, I don't know, a bunch of drinks. And we were catching up. And I didn't know that it was different. I didn't know that, like, the tone and the energy was different. I took her being nice to me as, you know, we're the same old people yeah. still in love with each other. And uh, I remember at the end, I was like, you want to get out of here? Like, I got this, you know, place. And she was like, oh. No, you know, I'm staying with my friends, Tessa and so up. Who yeah. else? And I was like, wait, seriously? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I don't think we should, you know, do anything anymore. And I was like, do you not, do you not love me anymore? And she was like, no. Oh, shit. Oh, and I yeah. then, I then was, it was, it was like the most insane feeling of falling. Yeah. And I then I think I told her I was going to kill myself. Oh fuck, dude. As a last chance oh, Hail Mary cuz that'll get her back to my place. <laughs> That's like hot, right? <laughs> you like death. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, please. <laughs> and, and then she the got really on like your hands. <laughs> you know, you just want to like you want to get a reaction from this person. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, I get it. You, you know, she she was like worried but then put one of my friends on it you uh-huh. know like went up to one of my friends who was there and was like this is what he's saying yeah i can't personally handle this right so you need to watch out for wow. him and then i was so mad that she had like delegated suicide <laughs> watch to one of my friends and i ended up going back to the airbnb by myself and it was at the top floor of this building and i saw I, they had like a clock tower and I remember looking at it and thinking, like, if I can get up there, it will be a high enough drop yeah. that I won't survive. Right. And I found the door, and the door was locked, and I was like, that's enough of a sign for tonight that I shouldn't kill myself. <laughs> yeah. And I went, and I started a shower in this grimy Airbnb, and I sat down on the floor of the shower uh-huh. with the lights off and just wept. For yeah. like forty five minutes. Jesus, damn, dude. And that was that was the rock bottom of my life. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember. Well, I mean, I've had a few, but that one's probably <laughs> stands out as the most acute pain yeah, dude, that's that I've rough. ever felt. That is brutal. Yeah, so you were bad. legit thinking about it. I thought you were just like, I'm gonna say this. And no. Wow. Yeah, I think I think I think I thought of it though as a way of of like showing her. You right. Know, you right. should have done more. Sure. But dude, get this. I forgot. I keep remembering. I've never like told anyone about this night. So I, uh, the next day, you know, now we're in festivity mode of our five year reunion and everyone's so excited to see each other. And I'm walking through a daze. Yeah. Stupor. We went and played uh, a pickup basketball game and I I couldn't eat. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. You know, how old did you say you're like 24? In this? Uh, well, I must have been 26. Oh, shit. Because oh, wow. right. it was our five-year... Uh, maybe, oh, yeah, Maybe yeah. even 27. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Dude, this was the turning this is like point. like recent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, yeah. dude. Yeah. Shit, man. So, this was a major turning point in my comedy career because I remember that night... Uh, like, early, I remember thinking, like, well, what can I do to, 
to help myself? What's a productive thing to do? I couldn't eat. Yeah. And I was like so wrecked. And I went to the comedy studio in Cambridge, uh-huh. which is Rick Jenkins' place yeah, above yeah. the above the Hong well, they, Kong restaurant. They moved it. It's a different they moved spot it to now. Central yeah. Square now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was the place where I did my first comedy set ever. Uh-huh. And I went and saw Rick. And this was before I was at Barstool, so I was still an unknown comic. Yeah, yeah. And I went up to him and I said, "Dude, I need to do a set tonight more than I've ever needed to do comedy." Yeah. And he like saw it in my eyes and uh-huh. he's like, "All right, we'll throw you five." Yeah. And I went up and had a great set. Uh-huh. Walked off stage and I was like, "That's my sanctuary." Sure. It's funny cuz it's like I yeah, I feel like a little like when people are like, comedy is my therapy, I'm a little bit like, eh, go easy on that one, buddy. Therapy should be your therapy. Right. But I do think it can be cleansing sometimes. Or it's like a thing where if you are able to make, especially if you're talking about a thing that really fucked you up and you're able to get laughs out of it and you're able to find something funny in it, that is healing. Like, that really can fix things for you. Totally. Like, yeah. I worked through, like, doing my stepdad stuff and doing my relationships. I was like, that is me legit working through it um, because if I wasn't able to find the funny part in it, like I'm going through something right now that I haven't been able to find the funny part in and it's driving me crazy and I don't want to get into it, but it's like, it's like losing a friend basically. And it's been a fucking shitty year, but um, with that, and I was like, until I can find something funny about it, it's going to fuck with me. Is there a, ever a time where you you mine it you mine it you mine it you can't get it and you'll be willing to just say wipe your hands of it yeah i mean i think it's always time can Mm -hmm. you know solve all of it i had a pretty i went through another relationship that i don't talk about on stage that that fucked me up and that one it's just like i just had to let time pass Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and event there's like a window where you got to strike with it too because once you don't feel it anymore it's harder to like yeah you're like trying to dig it up and then you're getting upset thinking about it in the past which is Mm -hmm. rough i've done that for sure but like same uh yeah when you're i think if you're able to find the funny that you can get past it faster Mm -hmm. but sometimes it is just there's some shit that's just time Mm -hmm. some shit you just can't talk about on stage because people are involved that you're like, you're not allowed to say these things or it's just wrong. Right. I think. So if you do your monster. Has there ever been a moment where you have responded to a commenter where you feel as if in just your response, you won beyond a shadow of a doubt? Uh, that's tricky because... I don't know that I have because I don't go back and forth with people a lot. Like once they say something that annoys me, I pretty much just block them, especially if it's about a video or something. Mm-hmm. But if it's about a tweet, I'm trying to think if I've tweeted anything that people I've gotten into an argument with people about. And I think I have, but I try to avoid it so much that I don't even think somebody shit on my podcast really hard or no, uh, there was somebody who, um, shit on me about my being on Douglas movies. They hate my laugh or whatever. And I posted in the Reddit thread an episode that Doug Benson did on my podcast. And it was, this isn't me winning. This is just shining a light on, oh, we're real people. And I wrote, like, look, I know some of you fucking hate me in here, but just in case you thought this was interesting. And the same people who had commented shitting on me were like, oh, fuck, I feel really bad. I didn't know he saw this. And I talked about it on another podcast. And they were like, ah, fuck, I, I wasn't aware that, like, and I like him on the show normally. I just, there was this right. one thing. And I was like, 
Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to think if there's an exact. Uh, do you have one? Because I I might not have one. I, I kind of have one. Forth. I don't know. This guy who I knew from college. I made some joke about Salt Bay. You know Salt. Yeah, Bay? yeah, yeah. The like Turkish dude uh, who has the, the 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 guy with the salt. You guys all know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. So one time I made some comment about him wearing like Arab stuff because yeah. he was in Dubai. That sounds uh -huh. racist. And exactly, but like. The, no, no, no. So this is the point. This is what the guy said. He's like, "Oh, Julio, come on, man. I thought you were better than that." He's Turkish. He's not even like an Arab or whatever. He's like, "This is really ignorant." And I just got to reply with the story of Salt Bay wearing that exact thing that he said I was racist for saying. He was yeah, wearing, yeah. Oh. And just reply with that, and then unfollowed on everything. That's great. Like, Fuck you, dude. Nice. I know. Fuck. I know it's annoying as I know I do have an example of this and I'm just failing. Well, I <laughs> I have two. I have one that's yeah, yeah. related to so for a while and I, I talk about this on my special, I have I was I did a little prank where uh, I was obsessed with the show My Cat from Hell. Yes. And they I was like, I wanna see what their Twitter I was like, hi, and I was like, I wanna see what their Twitter account's like. And I looked it up and they didn't have a Twitter account, and so I made one and I like slow played it for like two years where i would tweet about the show as if it were real i'd be like check out this week's episode it's crazy sunday at nine and then i would reply <laughs> to fans of the show i would search everybody who tweeted about that show and like their tweets so they would all follow the account and i built up a nice little following and then i started doing a thing where if people would shit talk the uh the guests on the show if, if somebody tweeted like this cat owner doesn't know what the fuck they're doing i would tweet at them and be like Hey, um, the owners uh, of the cats on the show, or they try really hard, and like we're trying to help them. So, can you please delete this? <laughs> we get so mad. They're like, "I'm not fucking deleting it." What are you talking? About? I was like, "It's really disrespectful, and we're probably gonna have to report it." And then they, they would freak out. And then one person started a blog about that account because I did this to them, and they were like, "This motherfucker follows." I was following a bunch of comedians too, and they were like. One of the people he follows talked about fucking a dog, and they're mad at me. And I would just keep—I kept harassing them. And then, <laughs> I didn't win, but it was like a thing where I made this woman—I drove this woman into madness. So. You, yeah, you played their <laughs> game great. in yeah. a way. You you d went down to their crazy level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's yeah. really good. Well, I have I have two times where. Uh, I, I just said exactly the right thing where anybody who witnessed the exchange would have had to have said it was the most one-sided fight. Yeah. And the first was I, I, I made a, a parody of uh, Eminem's political rap that he did in yeah, that parking yeah, yeah. garage. God. A low point <laughs> yeah. for society. And I made it He's about... orange. Yeah. Ugh. I Come made on, it about, uh, about Apple. Yeah, and I was like pretending to be Eminem. We shot it in like a parking garage, and it was all about how you know I was so angry that they were updating the iPhone with a new headphone, like just yeah. whatever bullshit. And they posted it on Facebook, and one of the comments, I think one of the higher comments, was like, uh, "Francis is a guy whose dad didn't beat him enough as a child," <laughs> but they spelled whose. W H O apostrophe S, yeah. which is of course a contraction of who of course, is, yes. and that is not what the guy intended to say. And I wrote back, let's call him Kevin. I I wrote back, hey Kevin, um, while your uh, while your dad was beating you, 
my dad was teaching me the difference between who's uh, and who's. This led me to Harvard, which got me a job at Barstool, which is why you're uh, commenting on my work and I have no idea who you are. Best of luck. Yeah. That's, and that's, uh, to, nice. to be able to imply that his dad was beating the shit out of him as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simply on a grammatical note. <laughs> I To this day, I, I think about it going to bed sometimes and I just pull the, co the covers tighter and feel really snugly. Um, so that was one that was really good. Another one was where uh, there was a girl who was one of those game of thrones videos uh -huh. and on my own account she wrote uh francis these keep getting worse baby or something like bb yeah like okay mm -mm like yeah, yeah trying to be yeah. all schmarmy about it and then i i don't even i start i think it was pretty high and i started writing back this thing and i didn't even know where i was going but i just let my mind unravel mm -hmm. and i think her name was like fiona or something and i was like hey fiona or I don't even think I, I I just wrote like growing up, I used to play tennis against this wall. It had uh, lots of pock marks and the paint was chipping and there were dimples due to uh, lack of care and 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 overuse over the many many years. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about it until today when I saw your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> it was this long like brutal. descriptive paragraph about this wallet nobody knew where it was going yeah. until the very last sentence and it got featured on uh Fuck, killed by dude. words on reddit yeah it like was tweeted by like all it kind of went viral as like yeah, its yeah. own response god damn and really uh funny. and I, I, those are the two that I always rally behind whenever I'm really mad. That is so funny. But for all of those, I have a moment where, like, someone would tweet at me and be like, you're the dumbest motherfucker ever. Fuck you. And then their picture on Twitter would be a picture of them and their wife. And I would just write back, you know, your wife is so ugly that I don't know how you could possibly have married her. What <laughs> oh happened? God, and then he'd be like, hey, that's a little harsh. Don't you think? Yeah, and then yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, God. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm an that's asshole. That's so funny you said that. I was, about, I was just about to say, <laughs> yeah. you know, someone is lost when they're like, well, your wife's fat. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just want to like, in that moment, you want to fucking find them and kill them. And then you're like, no, I'm not yeah, that person. Yeah, you know? yeah. But then whenever you go... <laughs> A little too far. So personal. A little too far. I saw that happened on a like a Jim and Sam episode where one some guy like lost his mind. It was Kevin Brennan, like yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, what's his name? It's it's such an insane clip where the one of them talks about fucking one of them the other one's daughter, and then the other one's like, well, "You got a fat fucking wife," and you're like, "Jesus Christ, <laughs> oh, these guys are gonna." Uh, it was yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's so funny. Yeah. That uh, that forehead one is uh yeah that one was that That's was a crazy. good one and she was actually pretty cute too I, so had, I, knew she could take it. I had one that i thought of in real life that i was proud of yeah where i was on stage at the house of comedy in bloomington minnesota mm. uh, yeah uh right next to minneapolis but um the this guy was sitting up front and i was having a good set and it it's not the easiest room it's kind of a giant uh it's a room in a, the mall of america yeah. so you know, take it for what it is but I was doing pretty well on this show, uh, and I would tell you if I was bombing, but I was doing pretty well, and I started to talk about my engagement falling apart, and uh, I, I said something about like how I wanted to be a fuckboy or something, and then this guy right up front is just arms crossed, and he goes, what's a fuckboy? What do you mean? And I was like, you know, a guy who just wants to fuck, and I was like, it's pretty easy, and he goes, 
well, I'm just waiting for you to say something funny. And I was like, well, I've been killed. I was like, I've been doing well. And then everybody clapped or whatever. And then I was like, I was trying to get back into my material. And then I was like, what are you married? Are you is your wife here or whatever? And then or he was like, I'm, I'm in a relationship. And I was like, okay, is your, is your girlfriend here or whatever? And he goes, actually I'm gay. And then it was his boyfriend right behind him. And I was like, holy shit. That's, I was like, that never occurred to me. I was like, that makes me like proud as a liberal that we've gotten this far that gays can be assholes in public now. And, and I was like, dude, I'm proud of you, buddy, because you're a fucking cunt. But uh, yeah, that's but awesome. I was like, but you're allowed to, and good for you. That's great. And then it, he just like looked down in shame, and his boyfriend stormed out. And wow. I, I was like, his boyfriend was so embarrassed. And uh, the guy just <laughs> shut up, and he just sat and like looked at his phone, and then he stormed out crying. Oh. Uh, <laughs> when I got off stage, I was out in the bar area, and he just walked by me. And he goes, and he just like walked out, and I was like, "You little fuck! You thought bitch. you got me." Yeah. But it's one of those things where maybe that what what fucked me is the audience didn't hear him say. They didn't all hear him it's say a, that. Mm-hmm. I made the mistake because I was just, my blood was boiling to it. When somebody says something like that, that's a kill shot. Mm-hmm. When somebody's like, "I'm waiting for you to say something funny." That is the sort of thing where you're like, we're not going back from no. this. Like, yeah. This is not cute. This is not, that is, it. that yeah. is, you just challenged me and it has to go one or two ways now. Either I'm done or you have to be hurt now. Yeah. And right. like, yeah. I felt a little bad later, but then I was like, no, that was fucked up. Like, you can't say that to somebody. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was being, that is a good it. technique though, is to go after their, the people they're with who are not. Well, I wasn't even trying to, I was just like, oh, I, like, I was like, I'm like, so liberal that I am proud of you for being yeah. that you can just be a dumb asshole in public now. That's why I said it was dumb asshole. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was it was just That's nice really that, good. Did that get a good reaction from the audience? Murder. Yeah. yeah it got think. a huge yeah. response. And so that was when it, I think he was just humiliated at that yeah. point. I, that felt nice, but I got off stage and I was just like still like livid. Mm-hmm. Uh so when he stormed past, but I was like he looked like such an ass. He had like dane cook hair or whatever yeah. it's just and i nothing against dane cook but this guy just looked i was surprised i didn't think he was gonna be a gay guy to be honest. like i was yeah. but i was like happy for him it was nice yeah. but yeah the fact that his partner was like this is humiliating was nice nice yeah. well uh this has been an absolutely uh, illuminating wonderful episode of oops the podcast tom thanks so much for joining thanks us thanks for having me guys so yeah, fun man, for coming where through. can we find your work so check out uh i had a comedy central special come out like two weeks ago it's on comedy central's website under uh St- comedy central stand-up presents it, some people have told me it's hard to find but just search my name and yeah. their website and then i'm on twitter and instagram and stuff at tom takar and it's t-h-a-k-k-a-r and one of them it's like tom a takar whatever and then check out my podcast, Stand By Your Band. Um, we're doing a live tour. We're going to be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana, Lincoln Lodge in Chicago, Northside Yacht Club in Cincy, and Union Hall in New York. And, um, yeah, check all that shit out. Tickets man. for that can be found at? Uh, just go, just search them. Cool. <laughs> like, the tickets are all over the place because it's venue-specific. So, Hell yeah. Lincoln Lodge. Com- we're also doing a live stand-up show at the Comedy Attic. I'll also be at the cellar and uh, Comedy Cellar in Vegas coming up. And, uh the Velveeta room in uh, Austin, Texas. Oh. So get out there, baby. Oh, nice. and the helium in Indianapolis. Holy shit. Awesome. Man. This guy's a working comic. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. G, what about you? Um, it would be awesome if you guys would come check out uh, the show I'm doing, National Lampoon in Long Island City on uh, December 6th, 10 o'clock. It's at the Plaxall Gallery, P-L-A-X-A-L-L uh, in Long Island City. It's going to be a great show. I uh, hope you guys can come check it out. 
Hell yeah. I'm in Portland, Maine, December 21st Hell yeah. at Port City Music Hall. Hometown show, homecoming holiday show. Are you from Portland, Maine? I'm from Freeport, love... Maine. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love Portland, Maine. Portland's great. You can get tickets for that at francisellis.com slash shows. Thanks, guys.